Number one, don't trade time for money. In the beginning, you have to. In the beginning, you have to earn the right to not trade time for money. You need to build out a system that is consistent and is predictable and is duplicatable. I don't know if that's a word, but don't trade time for money. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. So I want you to put yourself in a position of an analogy. This is a fishing analogy, all right? And if you've ever fished, right, you're out there, you've got your pole, you've got your bait, you go out there and you're trying to find that perfect spot where you can find the most fish, right? You're trying to find where you can be the most successful, where you can cast the line out there and get as much results as possible and hopefully big results, right? But let's say you wanted to start a fishing company and I'm going to put this in parallel to our wholesaling business and to real estate investing in general, because I think it really, really, really plays here. All right. So first you're out there and you have to trade time for money, right? If you don't have the funds to be able to get this ball rolling, to understand, you know, all the processes, to understand where the biggest fish are biting and the best and where you can get the most and where you can be the most successful. So you're kind of trying a lot of different things yourself and you're trading time for money. And this kind of feels like a job in the beginning. This kind of feels like you're nine to five. It kind of feels like, wait a second, I want to be a business owner. I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to trade time for money. That is awesome. That is what's different about your brain than anybody else that doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. That is the seed of it, that you don't want to keep trading time for money. That is an absolute fact, right? So what do you do? You go out there and you start fishing because you don't have a huge budget. You go out there and you start making calls. You start door knocking. You start sending out postcards. You start, you know, putting out banded sites. You start doing whatever you can to start see where the fish are biting and where you can find opportunities to feed your family, right? And then all of a sudden what you do is you start finding those spots. You start building the momentum based on your efforts, based on your efforts, you actually going out there, you having those quality conversations, you going out there and going on the appointments and solving the problems of the people in your community. You're the one out there fishing and finding and reeling in these fish and doing all the hard work, right? And then all of a sudden you build up enough of a success. You know where the fish are. You know that you can consistently get it. And this is when your business starts growing. The big mistake I think a lot of people make early on is they are trying to grow a business before they've got enough income, before they know the sweet spots where they should be fishing, where they should be bringing in, what is the lures that's going to bring in? What's the bait that's going to bring in these opportunities, right? You just don't know that yet. If you just jump in and all of a sudden you start hiring people to start doing the fishing for you. And they don't have, they have less quality bait and they don't know where the fish are. That's the point of putting in the work early in your wholesaling business. I am telling you, that's the first thousand conversations that you have with distressed property owners yourself. 
And you need to take pride in that because I am telling you this from personal experience and experience from the top wholesalers and real estate investors around the country that I've spoken to, that I squat up with, that I uh, am best friends with. We all look back on that time, that grind, that hustle, that fishing, where we're standing out there in the cold by ourselves with our fishing line, looking for those fish with nostalgia. We look at that with respect. We look at that as earning it. We look at that as the pressure that created the diamond. Don't skip that step over the next 12 months. If you're just getting started in this or you're getting that momentum back into your business, you need to put in the work. You need to have a minimum of a thousand conversations. You're going to trade time for money in the beginning for sure, but then you're going to build this thing out. When you start building your business and bringing on people to do some of these things, and I'm going to break down everything over the next two weeks. We got two more weeks for this year. This week, I'm going to go for over the first eight steps in a wholesale deal. And next week, it's going to be the last nine steps in the wholesale deal. And then it's going to be complete and you're going to see the full process. All right. And this full process is where you plug in different roles as you grow your business. But in the beginning, it's you. In the beginning, it's you and it should be you. You should find those spots where the fish are. You should understand what bait works the best. You shouldn't understand what you need to do to get bigger fish, bigger deals, bigger opportunities, because it is the foundation of growing an incredible business. Number one, don't trade time for money. In the beginning, you have to. In the beginning, you have to earn the right to not trade time for money. You need to build out a system that is consistent and is predictable and is duplicatable. I don't know if that's a word, but don't trade time for money. Number two is make money work for you. Once you do start getting it in, that's when you start investing. That's when that money starts multiplying. That's when that money starts working. That's that passive income, not earned income, not that the amount of value you provide to the marketplace equals your earned income. That's a different thing. This is when all of a sudden you get out of that hamster wheel of having to always constantly put value into your marketplace, into your community, into your business. Now this thing is running. It is a machine and you make your money work for you through buying assets and building up your business. And the third one is increase your value to the world. You got to always continuously do that because the world's changing, it's evolving. New people are coming into the world every single day, new situations, new economies. So we have to always increase our value to the world. Got it? Good. Here we go. This is step-by-step. Step. I wanna go through this because this is gonna break down every single step in a wholesale transaction. And I think that this is really important to go through so that you know all the different, you know, all the trading time for money part. And then once you start building that business, this is where you start plugging in different roles, your acquisition manager, disposition manager, lead manager, all of these people, all of these roles fit into this, but this is step-by-step. Step. Number one is you got to find a list. You got to find a list to target. That's it. When we're starting out, if we don't have a huge marketing budget for this business, we have to be proactive. We have to go after properties that are more the most likely that we can go and really solve the problem of that seller. And what does that mean? That means that they're distressed. These properties are run down. They need a lot of love. These are all the lists that we pull, right? We look for those distressed property lists, the tired landlord lists, the pre-foreclosures, the probates, the inherited lists. You know, all of these different things, driving for dollars is huge here. So first we got to find the list to target because you don't want, there's certain parts and you could, you could ask anybody this, there's certain parts of the ocean where you can't fish. There's no fish there. 
It's only certain parts in the world that there's fish. So you got to target the six to 10% of the market that is in distress. That's what we're going after. All right. That is finding the list of target. Number two, you got to make contact with them at some point. And listen, at some point in your business, when you do start doing marketing and you do have a marketing budget and you're starting to get internet leads and bandit side leads and direct mail leads or whatever else, referrals, you got to make contact with the property owner. You got to have a quality conversation with that property owner. The problem is what we do is we start building the list and then we start skipping down and we start doing all this due diligence and we start figuring out all these things. Stop. Don't do any due diligence on any properties until you have a conversation with the property owner. It's going to save you so much time and effort. All right. So make contact, make contact with that property owner, have a quality conversation. And the quality conversation comes down to pre-qualifying that property owner. And we know You know, if you've never heard me, if you've never seen me before, there's four pillars of pre-qualifying every single property owner, every single time. Condition of the property, their timeline to sell that property, their motivation to sell that property, or what's their problem, and their price. Okay? So those are the four things that we need to do. But what we do is we get so excited. Oh, we just had a conversation with a property owner, and they were nice to us. Oh, my gosh, this is so great. I'm going to make so much. It's going to be so incredible. This is going well. Oh, my real estate business is off and running. I had a good conversation. But you don't pre-qualify. And you realize that they want above retail price for their property that's run down. Or they don't want to sell it for a long time. Or they just want somebody to come over. They're just kind of bored. They just want somebody to come over and chat with them about real estate. You know, they're not really interested in selling their property, right? So we have to pre-qualify every single time, all right? Next is, this is when you do your due diligence. This is when you find out that big hurdle when we're getting started of, is this a deal or not a deal, right? Is this a deal or not a deal? This is the due diligence. This is learning the value, the after repaired value of the property, ARV. And this is figuring out the MAO, the max allowable offer that you can give them and still make the profit that you're looking to make on these deals. All right? So this is where you're doing your due diligence. Also, really important, make sure that the person that you're speaking to is the actual owner on title. That is so important, all right? It sounds crazy, but sometimes we have conversations with people that go really well and they don't even own the property. They're just kind of the caretakers of the property or they're the caretakers of the people that own the property. So make sure that you're actually speaking to the decision makers that are on title when you're doing your due diligence. Your efforts, that time that you're trading for money in the beginning as you're growing your business, this is critical, all right? I don't want you to do due diligence on properties that you that, that are across the street and you're hoping that you can talk to them at some point. Don't do that. You're just setting yourself, you're just getting creative avoidance. You feel like you're working. You feel like you're polishing your skills or building your skills. But in essence, you're just not doing the actual thing that's going to build it, which is making contact with that property owner. Next is lead follow-up. What is the lead follow-up? You got to follow up with these leads. They're not, very often, you're not just going to talk to somebody one time and they're just going to be like, yeah, here's the price that I want. And you're like, okay, great. Boom. And you sign it up. Typically, this takes a process. This takes time. You need to constantly be following up, following up, staying in front of them, right? This is where acquisition managers really start taking over. 
is lead follow-up. Make sure that you're in there and you're doing it and you are, the, the, the secret to lead follow-up is do it. Like seriously, just do it. You're not going to lose deals because of excess follow-up. You're going to lose deals because you're not following up enough. All right, this is like a weird, weird little hurdle for a lot of people, weird challenge for a lot of people to constantly do their lead follow-up. They love hunting, they love fishing, they just don't like the, the follow-up. So make sure this is a critical part. Most of your deals are gonna come because of your efforts in the lead follow-up. Next is your offer presentation, right? This is where the, you've got your your offer presentation. This is where you're going on the appointment and you've got, you're going to be presenting your offer. You're going out there and you're seeing the property, you're meeting with them. Maybe it's virtually, maybe it's over the phone, but this is where you're putting together your offer presentation. When you have them pre-qualified, when you know what their timeline is, when they're ready to make that decision right now, then you do your offer presentation. If you do it too early, you get leveraged. If you do it too late, you get beat out. So the timing of your offer presentation is critical, all right? And then the last one is the contract acceptance. This is when everybody gets excited. This is when somebody find, somebody committed to doing business with you. It's so incredibly exciting, right? They're gonna do business with you, the contract acceptance. Holy cow, I've got the opportunity to do something special here. All right, so those are the first seven steps of the wholesale process that you really need to look at and really understand this whole process here. Do you have your lists? Are you finding ways to make contact with them? Are you qualifying them? Are you doing the due diligence? Are you doing your lead follow-up offer presentation and contract acceptance? All right, there you go. Build up your business. In the beginning, you are going to trade time for money, for sure. All right. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.